Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Jamie. And this is Two Pals in a Pod. All right, Laura, hit us with that fun fact. All right, for this week's fun fact, um, did you know a floppy disk is the equivalent of 1.44 megabytes, which is about your average two-page PDF? That's rough. That's all a floppy disk could hold. That's terrible. I have a two terabyte hard drive that's full. <laughs> oh my god. I could not have survived back then. Back then, like it was freaking the 1800s, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I had a floppy disk video game when I was like four. Yeah, we definitely had some in the house, but I didn't use them. But I didn't use the computer until I was a little bit older than everybody else. Um, did you play Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo? Uh, no. I had something called Crazy Beans. I did not have that, but Putt-Putt Saves the Zoo was the best game ever. You could play through it in an afternoon, and you get to design your car in the beginning, and he, like, saved the animals. It was the best game ever. And I also had a Jump Start game, which is, like, supposed to be, like, a learning game that your parents buy. But, like, this dog was the main character of it and he did like all these tasks and usually it was like simple math problems like addition or like spelling the word cat something really simple but there was a game on that that like wasn't super educational and it was the equivalent of the club penguin pizza game and he was in the cafeteria like serving people lunch and if i could find that now i would play it to this day uh what was that weird art program was it kid art. art kids kid art kid art yeah Oh, my aunt had, like, every version of that. Um, she also had a bunch of educational computer games, too. I the only the computer crap. games that I had at my house, like, before you could just get on the internet and play games, I had Barbie Sleeping Beauty, and I had Pajama Sam. And let me tell you, Pajama Sam is still my favorite game to this day. I had a Barbie, like, princess one. And I had, oh, I had a Disney one, um... And Mickey and Minnie made pancakes, and you had to, like, flip them, and you had to, and you could design Minnie Mouse's kitchen. It was a Minnie Mouse game. It was the most fun ever. Oh, my gosh, I bet my mom still has it. I'm going to have to try to find it once this is all over. I got to find a computer that I could put it into. (laughs) (laughs) My mom, we had a dinosaur computer you know the big giant ones before they even had like the cool apple colored ones yeah ours was way older microsoft like the most updated it could be was windows 98 and at the time when she had first bought it it was like a thousand dollars so when we had to get rid of it for zero dollars she was pretty upset that's crazy i did have the physical game not the physical board game, but the physical disc of Candyland that I would play on the computer all the time. And I remember the first time I won, I was so hyped. I was four, and I remember this vividly. Um, I ran downstairs to tell my mom because we had, like, our computer room was in, like, a little attic part of our apartment. It was just, like, a little loft in addition to our apartment. And I fell down, like, the first four stairs, and then I got up because it, the stairs, like, curved, and I was like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm still excited. I'm gonna go tell her. And then I tripped and fell down all of those stairs too, which was like oh my god, Jamie. 
my mom was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, crying. And I was like, I want Candyland. And she was like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with my child? I had Operation on a disc. That's awesome. And there was like the main version where you take the pieces out or whatever. But there was this amazing part of the game that was in addition. And it, you were a little cowboy germ fighting <laughs> off other things in the body. That's amazing. Oh, uh, the music that went with it was amazing. Other than reminiscing about nostalgic video games, what else have you been up to this week? Oh, it's I'm really ramping down production on productivity in this quarantine. Me too. Uh, the, this week was Easter, and I was responsible and stayed home by myself. Um, I hid some eggs for my roommate and his girlfriend, and they found them in 30 seconds, like I thought they would. And they were kinder eggs. Not the ones that are illegal, but, like, the new it. ones that, you they just ain't right, but... You tried. Still thought. And then, much to my surprise... My roommate hid a basket of candy for me. That's really sweet. You love celebrating holidays, so I bet that made your whole your whole day. <laughs> yes, and pretty much everything in the basket was purple. I was like, I love to be loved. Yeah, that's right up your love language, Allie. Goodness. For Easter, um, me and my husband, we it was also our one-year wedding anniversary, so that was exciting. Um but we delivered, like, we drove past both of his grandma's house, because both of them are still alive, yay. So we held up signs that said, like, happy Easter with his parents, but we didn't, like, get out and say hi to her or anything. We just, like, waved to the car and made sure to maintain social distance. And then I, like, painted some flowers for my grandma, and I put it in her mailbox. And then I, like, drove away, and I texted her, and I was like, check your mailbox. Sorry I couldn't actually see you. Um, so it was a grandma drive-by day, but it, it worked out. Our anniversary was fun, and his parents ordered us first watch for brunch, which was awesome. We both really liked Whoa. first watch. And then my mom ordered us an edible arrangement of chocolate-covered fruit, so that was cool. And then... How do I get this kind of treatment? Brittany and John ordered us dinner, and I did not want them to, but Brittany was like, I don't know your address, so she texted my mom, and of course my mom was like, here's their address, so she, like, surprised us with dinner, so that was really, we ate a lot of food that day, like, I've been eating pretty healthy, exercising all quarantine, but we went hard on Easter, because everybody just kept buying us food, and I was like, well, I can't That's let so it That's so nice. It was really, really sweet. Was it your dating anniversary or your wedding anniversary? Our wedding anniversary. Our dating anniversary is actually our friends that had to reschedule their wedding for coronavirus. It was their new day to be married. So that'll be fun. So you guys have been married for one whole year. Yes, we have. And Any introspection into that? Uh. We tried, but everything we said just came out silly. We were like, maybe we should, like, reflect on this year. And we were like, oh, we had fun. We're not serious kind of people. <laughs> um, we <laughs> don't want to get divorced, so I think we did good. Yeah. That's about it. But 
<laughs> Speaking of Easter, I had a funny church story that I thought you'd want to hear. Tell me about it. So I never grew up going to church. Like my dad, when I was little, would take me on like Easter and Christmas, like for his mom and dad. And that was about it. And so I was like, whatever church is, whatever. He made me pray every night that I would stay at his house because my parents got divorced when I was really young. And if I didn't pray, he'd tell me the boogeyman would get me. And I said, I'm not afraid of a booger. So come at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kept telling me that. He thought that was funny that that's what I thought the boogeyman was. Um, but anyway, when I was about eight years old this family in my neighborhood went to church and she invited me and I really liked going like our children's church and our youth pastor was fun we like got to play basketball and stuff like I really had a great time and so I would go with her family every week and um I played on a basketball team at the time and we like practiced at that church which is why I bring up basketball so this is it's not a huge church by any means it's not like a southern huge church where this is probably the biggest church I've ever been to there's probably over a hundred people in the service which is a lot to me so every week the pastor like I don't know if it was in the beginning or the end but he would walk around and he would ask if anybody had prayer request he you'd raise your hand and he'd like hold the microphone and ask for it well the family that I went with is like pretty proper keep to themselves and the kids don't speak up unless spoken to that was like a thing I was not raised that way, so I didn't understand. And this particular day, the pastor was like, if you have anything that's worth celebrating, we can pray for that too. And so I raised my hand, and the mom behind me is like shushing me and like trying to get me to put my hand down. But like, I didn't really understand that's what she was trying to do. I was like, I thought she was like telling me like, yeah, go ahead, say your thing. So I raised my hand, and I'm like, and he, like, comes over to me, and he's like, oh, what? what's going on with you, Jamie? And I was like, we won our first basketball game. And I, like, was so excited about it. And I was like, oh, we've been working really hard for it. And then everyone in the church starts busting out laughing. I'm, like, seven or eight years old. So, like, everybody who's laughing thinks that, like, it's adorable. But I'm still pretty embarrassed. And the mom that I went to church behind, like, the family I went with, the mom that was behind me, she was so mad at me because like i don't understand why yeah she was like that's like not like i'm pretty sure the person before me was like i just got diagnosed with cancer can you pray for that like i didn't know how to read a room i was like seven or eight years old and i was like we want a basketball game and i'm so excited about it and so um yeah that was uh pretty mortifying i didn't understand why it was so funny but I didn't understand why it was bad either, but, you know, goofy things you think that are important to pray about when you're a kid, I guess. It's always weird taking somebody to church with you. And as a child, you don't have the option to tell your parents, can I just stay home today with my friend because they don't go to church? They're like, no, your friend is required to practice our religion with us for one day if they're going to spend the night. If they stay the night on a Saturday, they're coming to church on Sunday. And, you know, I have two friends. They're sisters. And they spent the night all the time. And they're no strangers to church. But they have never been to Catholic church before. I've never been to Catholic church before. That sounds like, whoo, a lot. It's really not bad. You sit there. You listen to people sing. 
and then you leave. It's like an hour. I didn't think that was super long no, that's for not a bad. church service. And people act like a Catholic church is five years. I'm like, you'll be fine if you just sit there and wait for it to be done. And my church, my pastor, he's a funny dude. So every time he reads the sermon or something, he makes a funny, relatable story happen. That's awesome. For a while, we'd go, like, almost every week. And then it was just too hard for my mom to pull teenagers from their beds sleeping in on a Sunday to go. So she said, F this. Yeah. But when I was still in middle school, we were going because I was, like, really jazzed to go to church when I was in middle school for some reason. That was (laughs) all I was about. Kids, I don't know why. Anyways, uh, my friends had spent the night, and my mom was like, we're all going to church, and she she knew my friends were the type to not really behave. Yeah. They both definitely had undiagnosed ADHD, and for them to sit there for an hour quiet was going to be tough. And we're middle schoolers, which means there's no way we're older than 13. Yeah. So we go, I'm used to the whole deal of just sitting there being quiet and then having fun when you leave. They get there. And the first thing is at a Catholic church, the pastor is like all dressed up. The priest is all dressed up like they're wearing the whole shebang every Sunday. Yeah. They've never seen those clothes before. And they start giggling about that. Then they're giggling about the songs. Then they're giggling about everything else. And then they got questions And then when it's time for communion and wine and stuff, you're only supposed to go up if you've had first communion, which most older people have. But if you weren't baptized or had first communion, because not everybody who's Christian has done that, you usually stay in your seat. But my friends insisted that they go up. My mom was like, oh, my gosh, everything is too much for me. We're never doing this again. (laughs) So long story short, my mom never made my friends go to church with us again that's so funny goodness i was i felt so rude to be so embarrassed by them because i was like they're not doing it on purpose they've never been here before but like holy crap do i just want to run away yeah, the church that i go to currently is like pretty informal so like if a kid was like i had a great basketball game that'd be great not that our pastor like comes and asks us for prayer requests during the service but I definitely would feel less embarrassed now, but that church was just so, like, it wasn't even, like, the most proper. Like, we still didn't have service. We still had service in, like, the gymnasium area, but for some reason, I was like, I didn't know. Goodness gracious. I think I need a little water break. And by water, I mean Dr. Pepper. Oh, my gosh. I hate Dr. Pepper. I also hate root beer, in case anybody was wondering. You hate something about that licorice I don't taste. like licorice either, so that's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. And we're back from our beautiful Hit break. It, Laura. Tinder tales, Tinder tales, come on and grab your Tinder pals. Okay, so I know I've said the past few weeks that I don't have a Tinder tale and that we were gonna kind of skip it till I do, but you'll never believe this. Jamie has yeah, one. Yeah, it's definitely not from Tinder, but that's okay. Um, I was thinking about the weirdest 
boy encounter I have had. Um, I was scrolling through all my really old Instagram, Twitter posts to see, like, to try to get inspiration for a story because we don't really have anything new happening right now. And then all of a sudden it hit me that this weird boy and I talked for a point in time. So I was a junior in high school and we just started going to our new school together, Laura and I. And I met this boy from another school, never met him before. And we start talking. We have probably been talking for a little less than a month at this point, like three weeks, maybe a month. And we were like, maybe going to go on our first date together. We were just getting to know each other because we didn't have any classes together either. We just met in the lunchroom. So it was like, it took a while for us to get to know each other because we didn't really get to interact. Um, I'm trying to think of a fake name to give them. And the only name coming to my head is Greg. So we'll call him Greg. Um, Gregory. But, uh, Greg played soccer. He seemed pretty cool. Um, I went to Young Life growing up. Laura and I have mentioned this before, and he seemed like down to maybe want to come to Young Life one week. And that's like, I'm very comfortable at Young Life. I have a lot of friends there. I'm pretty established. So I was like, this is a good neutral meeting spot. He can come to Young Life. If we don't like each other, he can leave, whatever. So I invite him to Young Life. Seems pretty cool, down to go. Um, he was like, maybe I'll come next week. And I was like, okay. I remember pulling up to Young Life with my friend. And we were there early. And I was like, I'm texting this boy, yada, yada, yada. And he was like, saying, you know, all the cute, sweet stuff. Boys say like, oh, you're so pretty, you're cute, whatever. And then he said something along the lines of, I can't remember exactly. He didn't say like, if this works out. He was like, when we have our first kid. And I was like, oh. what i am floored by him saying this it comes out of nowhere (laughs) we haven't gone on a date yet like i had no idea what to do you are Um, so you're like freshly 16 yeah barely 16 and i didn't even know how to process it young life was about to start put my phone in my pocket and he texted me like a couple more times and i was in there like I think he was trying to be like, I didn't mean to scare you. And he was like saying more sweet stuff. And he was like talking about our future together. And I ghosted him before I knew what ghosting was a thing. Because I was like, I don't even know how to come back from this. I was uh, the queen of Ladies, ghosting. that type of man is a psycho and you don't yeah, need it. Um, if there was ever a boy that creeped me out, I like, I was the queen of ghosting. <laughs> I didn't give an excuse, which is terrible. If you're dating, I feel like you do need to like have a conversation break up but um we were not dating <laughs> we had been texting for like three weeks you were talking. yeah we had been texting for less than a month it was the most crazy thing um and every boy that I ended up like dating or like kind of having a relationship with I made the first move so like as very this boy came on way too strong and was not my type and I was like sorry you gotta go but yeah my mom called i gotta go <laughs> i think i just deleted the text message thread and was like well that was okay <laughs> i didn't even say anything that's, that's terrible scary anyway don't text people that you want to have their children if you're 16 it's very scary don't text people you want to have their children unless you've been dating this for two TMI. years but i didn't even start my period till i was 16 so i don't even think i could have had a child 
Oh, Moving boy. right along. The pet peeve. 16, though? Yeah, 16. I was late. I thought I was one of the lucky ones that was like, oh, I'm one of the people that is never going to have a period. I didn't want kids at the time. I still am iffy about it. And I was like, I'm totally fine with this. And then I started on my 16th birthday. And I was like, what kind of sick joke? I've been bamboozled. Oh, God. I had my misfortune at a seventh grade dance. <laughs> Both terrible times. Yeah. Speaking of uh, the biggest pet peeve being on your period, what's your pet peeve for the week? As we all know, Animal Crossing is sweeping the nation. My pet peeve is sea bass. <laughs> I swear that sea bass come in every fish size, and you'd just be like, oh, this can't be a sea bass. It's way too big. But let me tell you what. It's a sea bass. Or you'd be like, oh, this is too small. Can't be a sea bass. It's a sea That's bass. That's about horse mackerel, but uh, sea bass are right behind that, in my opinion. It's just not fair. Like, they're a pretty big fish, and they're worth garbage. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I did come to your island today and catch a sea bass, and I sold it, among other things. But my pet peeve is, uh, do you want to share your joy, or do you want me to move to my pet peeve? Uh, real quick oh. on my joy, I caught a tuna <gasps> That's today. That's awesome. It scared the bejesus out of me. I, how big was it? It covered most oh, of my good. face. I caught a bluegill on your island today, and I, like, thought that I had never caught one, and I was like, this is so cute, because I'm in the southern hemisphere, and I tried to take it to Blathers, and he was like, you don't have anything new, and I was like, oh, I guess I already caught one, but I was really disappointed, because I was so <laughs> excited about it. I caught a couple squids, too. I don't have squids right now. I don't think. I'm ready. Next month, I can start catching snapping it's turtles. It's turning fall on my island, so my leaves are not orange yet, but they're definitely like that, like, almost yellowy green. Like, they're getting a little bit crunchier looking, if you know what I'm saying. Mmm, that crunch. I have cherry blossoms so right now. It's fall on my island, though, so maybe I'll be able to make apple cider. We'll see. We'll see. Because I have apples. <gasps> I got um, a recipe for coconut oh. juice. Oh my gosh, that was a spooky noise. That was my dog snorting. So what's your pet peeve? <laughs> Sorry, we're um, still recording in remote locations. My dog is snorting outside of my door to get in. But moving along, <laughs> pet peeve for the week, other than that. Um, I was talking to my husband about this the other day. When you go to, like, a picnic or some sort of party where there's, like, food that's been out for a little bit, a lot of times people will reheat the food in the microwave, like, 4th of July or whatever. Um, when people reheat their food, put ketchup on their plate, and they're like, you know what? It's still not hot enough, and then also microwave the ketchup again. Like, what? No. You just can't microwave the ketchup that's already on your plate. Uh, why? It's going to be hot. That's so weird. I'm going to grocery out a little bit. Kind of oh, like hot ketchup. God. When I was little. 
not hot hot but like if it was warm i don't really like it straight out of the fridge i like ketchup, like ketchup that's like pack. been sitting on the table for a little little, while i was very picky but my grandma used to work at mcdonald's and one day a week she was like the banker for mcdonald's one day a week she would pick me up from daycare and she'd bring me like a large fry and i wouldn't eat it till i got home because i only liked cold ketchup so i would get the ketchup from the fridge and eat my french fries like my hot french fries with the cold ketchup now i'll eat french fries of any kind i'm not that picky but when i was little i was very particular about the way i wanted my food I've learned I'm not really a fan of ketchup and french fries anymore. I just like to eat my salted french fries as I they like are. I like ketchup, and I know that's such like a toddler condiment. I like all sorts of other condiments, too, but I, I will never outgrow ketchup. I really only like ketchup. I've also really started liking tomatoes, so I think that that's just a thing for me now. But... I'm dressed like ketchup and mustard Sorry. today. I've been only dressing in gray and black, as you can imagine. I finally have run out of clothes, and I'm going to have to go wash Oh, no. I forgot that you don't have a washer or dryer. Hopefully, I will have, like, a really cheap used one after I get the stimulus check, but I'm not betting anything on it till it actually shows up. My droid. I heard some people's banks are holding it for a few days to make sure nothing happens. I don't happens. Even understand what the point of that is, but my joy for the week is something also food related and very small. When you go to a coffee shop and they have oat milk, I never get any sort of dairy milk. I'm not completely vegan, but I don't want whole milk or two percent. If you do, great, cool. Um but I like oat milk, and that's not as common everywhere. But when I go somewhere and there's oat milk, I'm like, frick yes, it's my favorite. It goes oat, soy, almond, coconut. I really like all of them, though. Um, I know soy milk is probably the worst one for you because usually it's flavored and has much sugar in it. But that's why it's good. That's why I like it. I'm pretty grossed out by this. I saw somebody make cashew oh, milk yeah, today I- on YouTube. Uh- and I wanted I to throw have two up. gallons of cashew milk in my fridge right now. I use it for cooking a lot because it's creamier and thicker than most non-dairy milk. So it cooks more like, like if I'm making mac and cheese or something, it's unflavored. And it will make it like thicker, creamier mac and cheese. Like if you were using whole milk or something. The only alternative milk I'm willing to drink is vanilla almond milk. And even then, I don't really super want that. But if I'm baking, I refuse to use alternative milk because I don't have any dietary restrictions. But I just feel like your baking will fall apart without the fat that is in regular Um, milk. The artificial sugar in that really solidifies it for you. My husband one time. Uh, didn't read the label of my almond milk and I had vanilla almond milk and regular and he just picked one up and made mac and cheese with it and he used the vanilla almond milk I have never had anything more this clown in my life it was so (laughs) bad I wanted Brian doesn't cook a lot and he really tries to help he's such a sweet boy and he wants to be better at cooking so we've been cooking a lot together recently but he like tried to surprise me one day by doing this I think I was having a crappy day 
And I was like, I can't pretend to like this. I'm real sorry. Like, we have to eat something else. (laughs) I felt so bad. Sometimes, like, his cooking isn't the best. I don't want to hurt his feelings. But, like, I can just eat it and handle it. But that one was, no, I could not. It always really sucks when you're, like, super excited about a food. And then you take a bite after having spent half an hour to an hour making it. And you're like, I wish I were dead. I made some cookies the other day, and while they were edible, I didn't want to eat them myself. Yeah, I know what you mean. Especially when you're excited. I feel like baking, too, for sure, because it takes longer and you have to be more precise. Like, you can make boxed mac and cheese with minimal effort, but even, like, an easy cookie recipe you got to put effort into. Jamie and I have been trying to think of some older backlogged stories we have to fill the time and airspace because like we said we can't get out and about right now to experience life and tell you guys about it but we've experienced some life previously and it's we thought so we'd funny share that we haven't shared this specific story because it happened right before we made the first episode of this podcast so you think it'd be shared before but now's as good a time as ever What month was it, it was would you August say? Or September. I feel like it was near our birthdays. I don't think it was too... Maybe it was like June? I thought it was at the end of summer. I can look at my pictures on my phone and figure it out for you. It was warm she outside. Was I recall wearing shorts. Oh, yeah. That ride there was an experience. Why don't you take it from the top? Oh, it was... <laughs> It was September 11th. Oh, <laughs> what nice. Oh, I remember. It was the day after my mom's birthday. And if I couldn't get anybody else to go, I was going to take my mom. September 11th. But... So, anyways, this is all getting too confusing. Let me get to the beginning of the story. The Jonas Brothers. Near and dear to all our little fangirl hearts. They obviously had their summer-ish tour recently and they were giving away free tickets on the radio and I had no faith in winning something like that because I wasn't trying very hard and I also don't win those kinds of things but I was like you know what if I hear it on the radio and they say hey call in right now I might as well try because The tickets were expensive, and it was not something I'd have money to go to myself anyways. Somebody does have to win. And they were giving away, like, eight tickets a day for a whole week. And I was like, there's no way I couldn't, like, why couldn't I win is what I thought. So I had been calling the radio station maybe once every other day all week long. And... It was, like, the day before the concert, and I honestly said, F this, I think I might really just spend what little money I have left on tickets. But I couldn't get anybody to go with me, and I was like, I'm not going to go to this big, fun concert by myself, because going to concerts by myself is just not my thing. So it is the final day. The concert is happening at, like, 7 o'clock. I have a part-time job where I get done at 2 o'clock. 
And I had to stop by my aunt's house for something. And she lived close to my job. So I stopped by her house. And then I'm listening to the radio on my way home. And I have a long drive home, like at least half an hour to 40 minutes. And the radio's like, we are giving away tickets at this place downtown. Swing on by to enter. And I was like, what do I have to lose? So I drive almost an hour downtown. I'm like having a hissy fit because I hate driving downtown. Parking downtown makes me want to die. Like it's just a nightmare for me. And it's a pet peeve of mine We've is had driving downtown. Together but I'm driving downtown. <laughs> um so I finally like got in a parking garage and because I didn't spend too much time there, it was like three dollars, so cool. But I go to the restaurant that they're like outside of the radio DJ place. And they're like, go ahead, put your name in. And if you want to just go wait in the restaurant, we'll be calling people every hour till six o'clock because the show, you know, starts at seven. And it, I go in the restaurant and it's a pretty expensive place. So I just eat an appetizer and wait. And at this point, it's like five and they haven't called my name. I'm getting worried. Maybe I needed to be outside for them to call my name. So I go outside and I'm sitting there and there's like three other people sitting there just waiting for their names to be called. It gets to be almost six o'clock at this point. And the DJ gets out of his little booth and he comes and talks to the first group. And I was like, oh, my God, is that guy just hitting on one of the listeners trying to get their phone number like what a creep then he walks over to the second group of people who is sitting right next to me they're about my age they seem like they might really be into anime they seem like decently cool people and he's like do you guys want tickets and then he looks at me he's like you want a ticket right i was like um yes and he's like you guys been sitting here it's super hot out i want you to have the tickets go home and be safe And I'm screaming on the inside. Like, I literally just drove an hour downtown, paid $3, and got two tickets to see the Jonas Brothers. This is the part where Laura calls me, and she... I am calling everybody I know, because I'm not going to this concert by myself. The ticket's free. I looked up how much they were. They were like $200 plus for each seat. Laura calls me, and at this point in time, I am working at Starbucks, and I have to be there at 5 the next morning. And so I'm, like, talking. I, like, texted everybody I knew, and I was like, can you cover my shift? And you you know how that goes. Everybody's like, no, screw you. And I even was like, it's for the Jonas Brothers, because, like, if my coworker was like, I'm sick, or if my coworker was like, I have Jonas Brothers tickets, I would cover the Jonas Brothers shift, you know? Um, And so um, I, like, text my boss, and I was like, I'm gonna be a jerk when I come into work tomorrow, but I'm going to the Jonas Brothers concert tonight. And she was like, you do it. That's awesome. I had the best boss ever. <laughs> and she was like, um, just drink espresso as soon as you get here. I was going back and forth for an annoying amount of time because I was like, <laughs> I should be an adult. I shouldn't. And then my mom's like, just go. I get ready. And Laura <laughs> picked me up. And I just can't believe that that happened. We still couldn't believe it. We 
drove downtown to the stadium theater arena arena for the concert and we i think that i was like i don't care i'll pay good money for parking i think we paid like 10 bucks or something not a big deal and we did have quite a walk to the venue but we still like had no faith that there were really tickets there because this kind of good yeah, shit just doesn't happen. Yeah, really. tickets. He said pick them up at Will Call. And we're like, Will Call? That sounds like something fancy people do. I don't know how to do that. So we, like, find the right place. And I'm like, tickets for Roberts? And the lady's like, here you go. And I'm holding them. And Jamie and I freak out like little kids who were just given a, a piece of candy. Of as soon as we got the tickets. And your face is, like, Red, your smile spread all the way across your face. Like, you look like an Animal Crossing character. <laughs> it's amazing. Regardless, we were just happy as could be. We get in the venue, and we have to use the bathroom. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> Obviously, at a Jonas Brothers concert, there's probably not that many dudes there. They turned the men's restrooms into women's restrooms. It was very uh, gender neutral situation. So everybody could still go to the bathroom. But there were dudes still using the urinals in the men's bathroom. Because, like, there were some dudes there. And the girls were trying to just use, like, the one stall that was in the men's bathroom. First of all, I don't understand why you guys don't just have stalls. Like, somebody explain to me why you need to pull your penises out in front of each other. There was a girl I just in don't there who did use but the urinal. I was the talent. Really I took a picture in the men's mirror, and then we got out and got back to the show. And there were, like, a few other people there that we knew, but it was mostly just us screaming, holding each other's hands, jumping up and down. And they had a special stage that was, like, right in front of us that they'd walk off the main stage to the little mini stage And that thing went, like, 50 feet up in the air. The Jonas Brothers were great. The concert was awesome. But one of the highlights of the show is, you know, if you've ever been to a concert before, even the openers come out. A DJ's playing music just to, like, keep the energy up. This is about the time when Truth Hurts by Lizzo is at its peak. Like, everybody already knows every word, and nobody's sick of it yet. This DJ plays it. There is not a person in there who is not belting Lizzo from their soul. (laughs) It is almost as loud as while the concert was happening. It was incredible. (laughs) There was this one very flamboyant guy who was, like, dancing on his friend's shoulder, practically, and everybody was watching him over in the crowd, and he was was getting it. It was all around just positive and fun and great. And I can't believe that I won I those free tickets. I got home at like 1.30. And I had to be at work at 5 in the morning. Let me tell you, that was an opening shift to be remembered. My boss did let me leave like 30 minutes early. Which, <laughs> you know, at that point, it was like whatever. I got off at like 10 instead of 10.30. And getting off at 10 in the morning sounds insane. But when you work at five, that's a five hour shift. So I did work a short shift, but still five hours. Um, as soon as I got there, 
at Starbucks, you have to clean the espresso machines. I cleaned it, and immediately when it was done, I was like, mm, four shots of espresso starts now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was worth it. I would do it again, uh, too. I had to go to work the next day, too, but I didn't have to be at work till nine in the morning, so I, I was pretty off, Gucci. I got off an hour after you got to work. That's crazy to think about. <laughs> but that was a fun experience. We're going to take one more quick fangirl break. And when we come back, we got questions. And we're back from our beautiful break. All right. We're going to round it out with just three questions today because that's what we got. The first one is very near and dear to my heart. And I hope that you're as opinionated as me. You ready? Yep. You have to rank one through three. Waffles, pancakes, and French toast. I have For opinions. Me, pancake is number three. She's at the bottom of the list. Now, I really like French toast, but I don't love when they're super eggy. So I think I'm going to have to say waffles are my number one and then French toast. But it's very close. Those two at the top. I have completely different feelings. It's the most boring of the three. <laughs> okay, let me tell you. Number three for me, I, I know I'm going to get burned for this one, but it's waffles. I just can't. I want a beautiful, even butter spread. I don't like to fill all the pockets up with giant clumps of butter. And one might be like, well, you don't need to fill every pocket up with clumps of butter. But then I want to know, how do you get the whole thing Okay, I buttered? think this is where we differ because you're definitely on Ryan's team on this one. I don't like pancakes, waffles, or French toast with butter on them. I don't want butter on it. So I think if you want butter, then obviously you want a pancake because that logistically makes the most sense but if you're not using butter then who the heck cares if you're not using butter uh, you just just don't enjoy things correctly now i do really love french toast but i couldn't eat 25 slices of french toast i could eat 25 of my dad's pancakes And that's why I love pancakes so much, is because my dad would make them when I was younger. And, I don't know, the man doesn't have many talents, but pancake making is one of them. make breakfast food, specifically gravy. Why? I've never seen my dad make gravy. Every but dad's thing. That's what my uncle does, that's what my best friend's dad does, that's what my father-in-law does. Well, actually, I've never seen him cook. I've only heard a story, but. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Dave he makes cook either. Too. He makes, uh, listen, my stepdad Dave, sweet man. He's so great. I love Dave. He doesn't understand that I am not a man who has a labor-intensive job that's 6'4 and weighs 250 pounds. That's who he thinks I am. So one time my mom was out of town. He made two boxes of spaghetti. Two whole boxes. 
with Alfredo, <laughs> and I ate, you know, a normal size bowl. I eat a little less than the average person because I'm a little smaller than the average person. And he, like, he didn't really yell at me because Dave never yells at me. But he was, like, so mad. He's like, why aren't you eating more of this? And I was like, we are the only two people here. Why would you make that much food? You made enough yeah, for and then a freaking army. And she, like, put him on the phone and she was like, what is wrong with you? Have you ever seen that child eat? <laughs> you could have given her a bag of goldfish, and that would have been sufficient. I oh, love Dave. He does mm. not know his portions. But yeah, pancakes are my number one, especially banana like pancakes. I do really like that song, but I also really like banana pancakes. Um. I would rather go to, like, a restaurant to get breakfast food, obviously, but there's these freezer pumpkin spice waffles, and man, they have them all year round, too, which is really just good for my soul. Especially since it's been terrible outside, it's been feeling like fall, so I've been, like, I had, like, a pumpkin candle lit the other day, and I, like, had cinnamon coffee, and I was like, it's fall, because my brain doesn't understand time. Neither does Ohio weather. Ready for the next question? Do you like surprises? I love surprises. Makes me feel like somebody did something special for me. And especially like surprises that are gifts. Is that your love language? Do you know for like sure? Uh words of affirmation and gifts. For sure. I hate surprises and i feel like this is the first episode we've ever truly been opposite in but um don't throw me a surprise party i will not like it i almost ruined my engagement several times and he only had the ring for a week because i did not want to be surprised i get so anxious that it makes me borderline vomit i'll admit i don't really like physical surprises like a party or something because I'm such an anal planner. But if you're like, hey, I got you a surprise, I'm beyond thrilled. And honestly, it's a bit of a downfall because I'll get super excited and you'll give me some piece of crap gift that I had really thought like, oh, I said I really liked this thing the other day when we were at the store. They probably got that for me. They're like, I saw some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle band-aids and thought of you. Which, Every to be fair, I would like gift, that, I too. I have to start with, even if I know it's going to be incredible and that she likes it, I'm, I have to say, now, this is probably the worst gift you've ever received because I got to set the bar low. So that way you at least get some sort of enjoyment out of whatever I get you. You're not terrible, but you're definitely it's not on so my level. It's so hard to get you a gift because you, like, just love it so much that there's too much pressure for me. I really love practical gifts, too. So, like, if I was like, hey, the batteries are dying in my remote and you bought me a pack of batteries, I would like that way more than anything else. (laughs) Which is, you know, just pretty weird. Our last question. What's our last question? What are the pets that you've had? Oh, how long is your list? You go hang up first, then. Um, we had a dog named Sheba, and she was half beagle, half husky. Just visualize what I said for a second. It was 
a it looked like a beagle, but it was the size of a she was a busky. So it was the biggest beagle you ever saw in your life. Clifford the big red dog status. Um, and uh, <laughs> she was pretty cool. She died when I was like 10. Um, and then we had two basset hounds named Lily and Lola. Um, Lily passed away a year ago. And Lola's still kicking. She's thriving. She's snorting her way around town being a little piggy. We love her. And then... Now that I dog is a barrel. Scout, which is my golden retriever. Um, she's a year old. She's pure sunshine and also pure sass, all wrapped into one. So we get along well. When I was little, though, there was a period of time that I wanted a seahorse so bad, and it was not like I went through a phase for like a month. I asked my mom consistently for like three years, and she was like, "I don't know where to buy you a seahorse, Jamie. Those are not readily available in Ohio." <laughs> but uh, I would have had a seahorse if I oh. got my hands on one. What about you? Oh boy. Um, oh, oh, I'm going to just list them as quick as I can. Can I interrupt you? For... In college, uh, oh, go ahead. I fostered a cat named Peaches. And that was the most evil creature that's ever walked the face of the earth. There's never been a meaner cat. She did endure some trauma. She did. She was in a lot of pain. Give her the benefit of the doubt, but um, she's now being loved and is fine. But we fostered her for like six months, and uh, she never liked me not one time. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, so when I was like maybe three, I had a few unnamed kittens that I can't remember. I made a scrapbook of all the pets I have, and they're just put in That's there as me. question mark and question mark. Then, um, by the time my little brother was old enough to, like, name a pet, we got two kittens that were brothers, Tom Tom and Junior. Junior's original name was Joey, like my brother, but my dad was like, Joey, don't you think that'll get confusing? So he was like, I'll call him Joey Junior. Perfect. And so we just call him Junior. Um... We had Tom Tom for a few years. My dad unfortunately let him run away, and I've never forgiven him for that. The only grudge I've held this long ever is that. Um, Junior lived to the ripe old age of 17, and we put him down about two months ago. I'm still a little sad about it. Um, then after we had, like I said, we had Junior for all these other pets as well we had a pregnant cat that gave birth and then we got rid of all of them we had a cat that had ear problems and liked to sleep in its litter box we had a black lab puppy that we didn't keep more than a year and her name was sugar we had this street cat called Tio. His name was Tio. And he is everybody on the streets cat. And he's still alive. That's amazing. As far as I know. Um, he has to be at least 12 years old living on the streets, which is really impressive. But it's because everybody takes care of him. 
Um, I had two orange cats that weren't allowed inside the house because my brother and I just found them. We were like, Mom, can we keep them? And she's like, absolutely not. We named Amazing. them Pablo and Daisy. They were brother and sister. You're forgetting um, the star of the show. In middle school, I'm getting to it. In middle school, we got our longtime dog who is still alive and kicking. And she's about 12 years old. Her name is Coco. And she is literally the best dog ever. She comes when called, she sleeps when you want to sleep, and she plays when you want to play. She only barks. She's so sweet. Never. She's the best. And That's she my kind of dog. Constantly. <laughs> I love her. She's basically a little pig. Um, and then in college, Jamie and mine's official first pet that only lasted an hour was a tiny baby bird named Little Dude, who met an unfortunate end before he was officially saved. And then Jamie talked to me into getting my precious, precious baby boy that I have now, He's, uh, Jack. Precious, all right. <laughs> He's a Jack ass, but. I he's love nice him, and rare, sometimes he, he is really nice. He definitely doesn't want other people to know when he's being nice. So, like, he's let me pet him before, and then if somebody walks in the room, he's like, absolutely no way they can find out about this. I will bite your hand off. <laughs> One time he was so mad at Jamie when we lived together, he picked a turd up out of his litter box and dropped it in our <laughs> There's room. nothing more that cat hated than me carrying him around. So... You just didn't know how to treat a cat, so you treat him like a dog, and he's like, well, "You just heard my that's not how I like story, things. and I have never had an experience with a cat before." Jack. I also had a lot of unnamed fish, no, um, none and there was a hamster. Up, I don't think had a cat, like our house, um, except. Oh, and I had a bunny too. Oh my god. Brittany and had a horse a cat, and a chicken. I wasn't friends with her till freshman year, so I never even like spent the night where a cat was until college, which is crazy. This is really weird. Also, people who like I understand if you're allergic to like certain animals and you can't have them, but the fact that there are people out there who hate animals, I literally can't comprehend it. Yeah, I would like to live with an animal till the day I, I die. I'll have a dog of some sort. I do eventually, when I get older, want to get another basset hound. Um, I really want a more active dog than my golden retriever because she's the laziest frick. But um, basset hounds are great for old people. They don't like to walk that much, and they're just so dopey. They're so sweet. (laughs) Um, But they're really stubborn. And this girl I follow on TikTok has uh, trained hers to do agility courses, which I don't understand how, because it took me a year to teach my dog how to sit, and it's not that she doesn't know how, it's that every time I told her to sit, she'd leave the room, just because she didn't want to listen to me. So, they're, I saw on Dogs 101 that they are the most stubborn dog breed. They actually can smell better than bloodhounds, but they could not train them for the police force because they would not listen. So they picked bloodhounds instead. Oh boy. I've always kind of wanted uh, to get a second cat to live with Jack, but I haven't had the opportunity to get one yet. I'd really like an orange one, and I want to name it Meatball or Meatloaf. I'm just going to have just to depends on which one, one fits door. better. That'll just be how you get it. 
Well, I can't have any more pets in my apartment right now. I'm kind of waiting till I find a significant other. And if they already have a cat, I'm going to count that. that but if they awesome. don't have any pets, I would love to meet Meatball or Meatloaf. And then I think if I eventually I get a house, I also want to get a bunny too. After um, animals like that, my best friend in high school, she had a chinchilla. Who? That thing is uh, high maintenance. If oh, I got a bunny, I, I would try to litter train it, since apparently you can do that. One of the larger bunnies for that, though. I'm not exactly sure how that works. Dude. Yeah, I'll have to do more bunny research, but when I get a house, now, now I'm getting the bunny. Now about animals for far too long, if you have any furry friend-related questions or not, go ahead and email us at twopalsinapod at gmail.com. And that's it. <laughs> We're tired. We'll be I'm back ready. next week. See you next week.